0: You have
1: the wet throat of a Vapeman. I am. That's why they call me Chris McVapeman.
0: Do they? Nope. Nope. Hello, and welcome to Hearty Dice Friends, episode 81 and a half? 82 and a half? What are we on at the moment? I think it's
1: it's 81 and a half because the apology is like half of the episode.
0: Yeah, this this is is going to be the other half. so, as you may well be aware, we put out a Kickstarter this week. We released the Kickstarter for Strata, the mm-hmm. Kickstarter. Uh, we funded in four hours, and now we 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 woke up the next morning, and went we've now funded twice over. So that's strange. Yes, that's a very different experience from the last two Kickstarters, which at least had the decency to take a week.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a moment.
0: Um. So. That's happened it's very exciting, and so we're just sort of buzzing around a little bit in the office offices in our offices, yeah, and so we thought we we want to give you something fun to listen to, but we don't quite have a full episode in us at the moment because we've got quite a lot of shit going on, so oh, yeah. I, thought, and
1: I at least am super
0: sleep deprived Chris has not slept from what I can tell. Chris just got drunk and then. Is now sounds fairly sober. Thank you. I am. I
1: am now sober, which is yeah. But awful. you just
0: you just sort of stayed up through it, which is unusual.
1: Mm. Um, experiencing your hangover in real time.
0: Yeah, like you want to at least saw the front of it. Yeah, you want, to, you, want you want to knock a good hour
1: out of the front end. Yeah.
0: However. Um, we're going to do. We're going to give you a little episode now And we're going to bring the energy right up We're going to have big, Rampits. bouncy, excited voices It'd be like in those other podcasts Where people are like, hello and welcome to Hearty Dice Friends Episode 82 I'm you on know, a trampoline I'm on a trampoline With a unicycle I ate a big slice of cake Woo, Woo. There's a dog
1: <laughs> Man, I should have brought the dog on the podcast
0: I don't think it's audio gold
1: no but she is so
0: soft yeah so, I mean like could you put the headphones could you, like rub her against the microphone I mean I could do that Yeah, That's you could okay. do that okay cool well, I might we'll... try that for next week yeah I mean depending on how this micro episode goes down. So, yes it's a short episode we're going to answer a few questions we're not going to charge you for this one either uh, this one's gratis because uh, we want to we keep releasing stuff but we also want to deal with the things also I have to fix my printer
1: you really do that is super important
0: so I haven't been able to print any games for a week which is a shame because much of my business relies on printing games Mm -hmm. and I've managed to track down uh, the means of repairing an Epson printer which is it turns out you kind of mash a wet sponge in there and hope
1: (laughs) trying to get it on any electronics
0: well I'm going to unplug it first (laughs) what you do is you get a sponge put it in the paper tray and then just tell the printer to load it Strange, yeah. No, you don't do that. You just you just push it in there, and hopefully it dissolves the ink. So that's that, that's what I'm going to do after this. It's going to be really exciting.
1: <laughs> the link ahead for how mm. So can
0: Chris, we just
1: pounce on a question.
0: Yeah, uh, let's 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 leap on one sideways. <laughs> sideways, I like that. Just shoulder barge into a question.
1: Ah! Uh, Joel Feeler asks, favorite dice mechanic.
0: I like big pools of dice, but really? actually, no, not too big. I like I like a robust seven dice pool, not like
1: exalted numbers.
0: No, not like thirty dice. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we did that wrong in retrospect. Possibly. I don't think we should have been rolling thirty four dice at startup.
1: No, but there are some there are some games where you need a brick of
0: dice. Mythender, for example. Yes which is a game of too many dice and the mechanic is rolling dice to transfer into other dice pools
1: yes, so be, your thunder dice become lightning or something like that
0: something along those lines, yes, it's very strange
1: hmm, I like the setting I like the concept
0: yeah, it's very the, the fact that you can go and kill Father Christmas
1: yep, that's rad, rad is all heck
0: yeah um, I think my favourite dice mechanic is something elegant and smooth I really like um, World of Darkness I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to be honest with you here uh, the way in which eight up is a success, add a dice if it's good, take away a dice if it's bad. The more successes you get, the better it goes. That's, it's clean, isn't it? It's really clean. It's very easy to GM, and I think that it lets you it it lets you understand the core ideas of the system and then go at it. Mm. I find that I, I find that very very satisfying, and also it's it's very easy to modify on the fly. Uh, and like it gives you the, it gives you to like you can tune it to quite a fine degree, quite intuitively. I suppose something like Apocalypse World, whereas it, if if I if I put minus two in Apocalypse World check, I don't really know what that's going to do. Yes, I assume it's going to kill my player.
1: <laughs> yeah, Just
0: instantly. Okay, Play character. Yes. No, not not about you. What's your I favorite dice mechanic?
1: My favorite dice mechanic is a d percentile system. Uh, Hold on, uh, but it's unknown armies one. Okay, so you've got the co- the concept of roll under. Mm-hmm. You've got the concept of flip flopping your roll, mm-hmm. so you can take the tens and make it the singles, the ones, digits, digits, and you can change the which way round you read the dice. Mm.
0: And that's 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 a fairly like. You pick which skill you have that for. Yes. Like like your your obsession skill, and then you can flip flop roll. So it gives you it gives you a neat way of being much better at the skill without making without making success automatic. Yep. And also it's basically like, roll twice, pick low. Yeah.
1: And also um, Delta Green, where you've got the ability to, well, if you get a, a match that succeeds, mm. that's a crit, mm-hmm. and if you get a match that fails, that's a critical failure.
0: Okay, and there is there is some, there is some fun to be had there.
1: I think there's a lot of meat on the deeper centile bone.
0: I think the deeper centile bone is an unattractive bone.
1: I am I am all for that bone. I want I it. I think
0: I think it, it it is an old leathery bone. Like like I might find half chewed under a friend's sofa if oh, they have a dog. I, I, I think hope.
1: it's distinguished rather than old and leathery.
0: I think it's like it's like a big distinguished armchair, which is all faded and coming off at the at the arms. No, and it's, it's got, like, a, and it's got a disease. It's like one of those cool hipster grandads. <laughs> says the armchair,
1: covered in tattoos and a beard and white hair.
0: Okay, okay. You're, are you, so you're saying percentile systems are fuckable, Santa? Yeah. Okay, cool. I understand. Well. I think I think our next project, seeing how good we are at Kickstarter now, we should save percentile systems. <laughs> and like and like, I can do my pitch. It's like, hi, I'm here to save percentile systems. And your pitch can be like, there's nothing wrong with percentile systems. I'm just here because I want some money. <laughs> Feed me
1: and let me play games I love. The wolves are at the door. Why did I choose to live in the woods?
0: <laughs> why did why I move move in next to these wolves? Why is my house made of straw? I've got a question for you. Ask. Lawrence asks, do you try to avoid nicking the ideas or mechanics of other games, or do you lean into it, making sure to credit them naturally? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, feel, I feel the word that I need to use here is Inspiration.
0: We we generate a lot of inspiration from reading things. Um, not inspiration in the sort of oh I saw a film and I was inspired to make a game, but like ah we're all twice pick high, eh? How inspiring! <laughs> Let me just write that down in my game.
1: Uh, just po- pop that in my copybook.
0: <laughs> Look, you can't copyright a game mechanic. Yeah. That is that is the that is the ultimate weakness of our industry. We have we have to write systems to we have to write settings to make our to make our games sellable. Otherwise, anyone could just rock up and sell them.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like Games Workshop did this very
0: much with their names. Oh, it's, it's absolutely like so. So for those of you who don't know, back in the day, Games Workshop named everything like like a like a grown up would name things. Orcs, so, elves orcs elves sorry it's like a grown up I'm like Tolkien named things yeah. so you got orcs elves goblins uh, chaos dwarves who were dwarves that that were not especially lawful let's say if I actually let's say I've got a model on my desk in front of me let's say you had a giant man who was of gigantic proportions gargantuan some might say mm-hmm. um but he is he is a big giant man what would you call that model a giant you would wouldn't you however would. you can't you can't copyright a giant no. So you call him an ale guzzler gargant.
1: <laughs>
0: which is so silly. It's such an ugly set of words. Um, like, like, You end
1: up with stuff like the Bloodbound Throne Horrors.
0: I don't mind the blood the, like the Bloodbound Throne Horrors are silly, but the thing which is really getting me is all of the new Orc vehicles used to be called War Truck, War Track, War Bike, and War Buggy. And now they're Blaskdacker Jump Jets. That... Da- that's, that's ridiculous. Worspong Cataflax <laughs> made that one up. You did, yes. Yes. I think that, was, that, was, that was transparent. Yes. But yeah. Although but Worspong isn't a million miles away from Orc. No. But it's
1: that concept that applies to game
0: rules and systems. Sim- simply mashed together vaguely Anglo-Saxon sounding words. <laughs> <laughs> hope for the best hope for the best yes uh, what was the question <laughs> do
1: you try to avoid nicking the ideas or do you lean into it and make sure to credit them
0: um, I find yes as Chris said like you, you can get a long way with inspired by mm. you can you can cover a lot of ground with that situation I think that um, there's only so many new ideas you can have
1: and also there's only so many ways of interpreting a D6 yeah,
0: like there's only six numbers, and if you roll two, then that opens up a few. I'd say maybe thirty-two new possibilities, yeah. <laughs> if my maths is right. Um, but still, it's there's a, like we've we've been using these same dice for years as well. There's only so far we can push, so I think that. Learn from systems, read them and absorb them, and 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 re- refactor them, and then do credit people. Like we credited Lady Blackbird in the in, in the back page of Skyfarer because it is fundamentally the same game. <laughs> it is similar. It is. It is an inferior, cheaper version of Lady Blackbird. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, just play Lady Blackbird. It's far better. Yeah, I'm pr- like, like. John Harper, is. it was a true labourer. You know what? No, he got to do setting. That's why it's good. If we got to do setting, it would have been perfect.
1: But we weren't allowed to do
0: setting. No. No pigs for us, Riddling or otherwise. Hands off. Hands off my gramophone, says Sunless Skies. (laughs) My (laughs) Victrola. My Ghost Willets is not for sale.
1: (laughs) My ephemeral plungers.
0: I mean... I I wanna start taking the piss. I really like the sort of camp daftness that Sunless Skies has got itself set up in. Yes. I find it a lot of fun just to sort of lean hard into that. Much like I lean hard into stealing people's mechanics.
1: And <laughs> are not crediting them.
0: And then not I mean I steal a lot your mechanics and just write, write my name on it. That is fair. Yeah, but I I think I think you actually encourage that to stay out of the spotlight. Yes. And it's also which, part of my job. What, to to be the mysterious power behind the throne. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, it's you. Give me a question, Chris.
1: I will give you a question just as soon as I can find one. Morangus Picard asks: Is DMing really hard to do?
0: So this was this is a question from Reddit, and yeah. they they submitted it and said: So like if I just got together my my friends and myself and we got some, we got some books, like how hard is it to do? Considering none of us have ever done it before, and it was it interested me because a lot of people are fairly nervous about GMing. It's not something which I've ever really put it this way. If I wanted to play, I had to GM, and I think Chris is the same. Mm. And yeah, so we've we've gotten to the point where like we still get nervous about individual games, and we still get nervous about running stuff online. Uh, but we don't. But the the thought of GMing doesn't make me nervous.
1: No. Yeah.
0: And I've 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 played with a lot of people who've never gm before, but like we've been gaming for years together, and like and like they they'll feel unsure and uncertain about taking on that role about being sure enough to define their own world and i think it is quite hard because it's a really weird social contract
1: yes it's certainly very intimidating
0: because of that in that you have to be authoritative you have to tell your friends yes and no
1: but you have to be authoritative without seeming like a douche mm um and like that can swing both ways because like you can You can be incredibly permissive and just go, "Yeah, that's fine. you can do that." Mm. and it kind of derails the tone and the the feel of the game, yeah, or you can go to the other end and like, I want to pick up that book over there, make me attack roll
0: it's It's weird everyone finds their own style as well, like Chris is a very different GM from me, even though basically he taught me to GM, mm. which is which I'm, I'm like, I, I still end up in that weird sort of sort of Sensei, you must teach me. Modes sometimes, which is weird because he's he's like a year old for me.
1: (laughs) Well, if you think about it, like people go to art school Mm. to learn about art, but they paint Mm. differently to everybody else there.
0: Yeah, for sure. And like, there's ah, in fact, I have an excellent analogy for this. I'm intrigued. So it's, I believe it's in Oslo. It's the it's the buses going out of Oslo. Um, the Ravens
1: leaving the Tower of London. Uh, Oslo
0: no. will fall. Yes, yes, it's for the leave Oslo, Norway is doomed. Norway, Norway, Norge. There we are. Yep, someone. Um that I went to Norway once twelve years ago. Oh, well, Wait, you no, it thirteen years ago. So my knowledge of the accent is slim at best. So. um... All the buses that leave from the from the town centre travel the same direction, so there's like there's like twelve buses which all go down the same route. And then once they get it's like five, ten minutes down the road, they start to diverge. Okay. And I heard this as an expression of creative principles, in that if you if you don't do the first bit So like so like you get on the bus and you're like, Oh this bus is just going the same way this is going the same way as all the others. I'm gonna go back and try a different bus. Then you're going to end up repeating the same thing over and over mm-hmm. There is an element in which you have to do The basic shit First to learn how to do it Before you can then work out what it is you want to do Yes And and, that's... and in
1: terms of RPGs like That's playing a published adventure Reading the box out text yeah. And having a bare understanding of the rules
0: and like And fucking up Yeah it's hugely important. I, I remember the first time I fucked up. I remember the first time that I, I had to stop a game because I couldn't I couldn't work out what it was. And I've done it a few times since. Quite commonly it'll happen when I'm, uh, if we're doing a last-minute one-shot thing, I'll get everyone set up, and I'll get the characters going. I'm like, okay, cool, so we, we, we've got this happening, we've got this set up for the adventure. Oh, I don't know what to do next. Oh, no. All right, guys, listen, sorry, no. <laughs> and like generally we'll have had dinner and I'll be like oh, it's just not I'm just not feeling it tonight I'm really sorry let's 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 cut it there yeah. um we can come back to it later or not it doesn't matter we've we've had some fun talking to each other and we'll have a bit more fun taking turns talking now but not being afraid to fuck up not being afraid to talk to your players not being afraid to treat them like humans like yeah. grown-ups like grown-up humans it's it's there's a lot there's a lot to learn and get and get good at and so I think starting off with the published adventure is great. It's not especially hard, but you do need to do it a lot.
1: Yeah, it's practical. I don't know. I
0: don't know. Is it hard?
1: I think I think it is a challenge, constantly a challenge, like even now after all the years doing it. Mm. Um but when you're first picking it up, it is hard because mm. you have to be the proactive party, not the players.
0: Yeah, also like you have, you have to especially if all your players are new and they don't know what to do.
1: Yeah, so you it, have to you have to describe what's happening. You have is, to deal with what they with what they're saying.
0: It is significantly easier um to run a group if you've never played a role playing game before, if all of your players have. Yeah. Because then they know the sort of things which need to happen for a game to be fun and they can start, you know, playing playing with each other and using story positioning and things like that. So yeah, I suppose it's it is hard. You know what? Yes, it's hard, but it's possible. Yeah, and, it's and it's one, it's one of the most rewarding experience. things. You, yeah, it's one of the most rewarding things you can do. It teaches you to think on your feet. It teaches you to improvise. It teaches you to come to, come to compromise between people. Mm-hmm. It teaches you to talk to people, not as well as I'd like, because it teaches you to talk to people as long as you've got a dice mechanic to back it up. Yeah, which is my new proposal for society. Just, just,
1: just a carte blanche. Everything is, is handled by dice
0: everything's handled by dice but let's say like let's say like before a conversation you'd approach the person you're talking to establish the stakes on either side of the conversation and then like roll a d6 maybe 2d6 use apocalypse world rules and then like oh you know what this went well it turns out i am gonna buy this sandwich let's play out that interaction and then you play out that interaction you buy the sandwich Yep. or or like before it'll say oh actually, looks like I upset you what would be upsetting to you? Oh you should mention my nose okay, can I have the sandwich? You've got a horrible nose
1: <laughs> every single part of society having a well defined set of social mm. rules that mm. everybody a GM.
0: knew a GM you can complain to
1: an arbiter
0: not just like these police GMs
1: no, but like somebody can go okay that didn't work, we'll just rewind that a bit and try yeah, that again
0: yeah. alright, all right, time freeze um, grant you can't pretend to be on your phone when that person's walking towards you, they know you're not really on your phone. It's okay. <laughs> look at them directly in the face. Are you sure I don't want to Okay, well hang on. Go back and face away from them so they have to so that so they approach you from the back. Cut,
1: cut down change. the side that's the, street, that's an option.
0: Cut, like like get in a car and drive away as fast as you can in case yeah, you have yeah. to talk to another human being. I mean being. look at
1: your character sheet, look at your inventory. You've got at least twenty quid on there. You can yeah. just hail a cab and be gone.
0: You can be gone. Like use what you've got on your character sheet. Don't try to introduce new things. Yeah,
1: don't need to. God, that'd be good.
0: I mean, you could just write down what you have in your pockets if you.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, that I have to keep it in my pocket, and
0: that's true. And and you don't get the uh, nifty Prince of Persia director stop time ability. Exactly, which is just difficult for everyone. All right, whose question is it? It's mine, isn't it? It's yours. Sam asks Why can't I find four other people Able to reliably set aside one night of the week Crying face Because they're all assholes They're all assholes, you're special Sam you You're know there, what?
1: you'd be there Every day of the week, wouldn't you They're,
0: they're not doing them. it wrong You're doing it right, they want you to think that, that, that you're doing it wrong Because they're scared of you, but don't be scared Sam, you've got this Run it One night. I presume this is a and d Situation. I hope so maybe, maybe, it's cross, maybe it's CrossFit, we don't know Yeah, it could be anything Spin class What's spin class?
1: Uh, the fixed exercise bikes
0: Oh I guess it's a really exciting name for it, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's much better than fixed exercise bikes Fixed exercise bikes with friends In a group, well, with strangers yes, In front of a mirror While I being guess yelled you, at
0: Which is better? In front of a mirror or in a circle around a spinning instructor?
1: <laughs> Only if they spin at the same RPM as they pedal.
0: <laughs> they're rigged up to this convoluted style penny farthing device.
1: So when they say, right now, real heavy phase now, we're going to really push it, and they just spin around and just, <laughs> <sick>. <laughs> just Slowly t- just hovering above the ground.
0: Don't look at me! <laughs> Look at your bike!
1: (laughs) But it'd be like the Doppler effect.
0: People
1: have lives, and it's awful.
0: I just... We've got... I've managed to put... uh, My Monday Night Game has cancelled the last two weeks. A tragedy. Once once because a player was ill, and once because a player was busy, and also on both of those times, I was like, oh, I've got so much shit to do today, I'm just going to cancel the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, fair, and a lot of that relies on me. I think a far better option is a, is a, is a bi-weekly game. No? Guess, that, could, but... that could be either twice a week or one is a fortnightly game. I suppose... Or as that... Americans call them, to-weekers. <laughs> to-weekers? Yeah, to-weeker.
1: Okay. I suppose that as somebody who doesn't really have a lot going on in the evenings, hmm. I think I get annoyed, like, well, how can you not just say, oh, like, when people say, oh, I'm busy, like, how are we are you do busy? this every what, Monday.
0: What are you doing?
1: Why did you not say to the other thing, no, I'm busy on Monday, because I'm always busy on Monday.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: I don't get that.
0: So I've, uh, we I used to run a weekly D&D game, it died a death. It just like the players weren't involved. The players weren't excited. I had a lot of people drop out. It was coming up towards the end of the year, so people were cold, and it was Christmas, and people were busy, and it just sort of got to the point where I was like, oh, you know what? I've like I've only really got four players, and I can't rely on more than half of them to show up. I am going to call it here. It's been mm-hmm. fun. Thanks very much. And we've relaunched it again on a on a fortnightly basis, and now whenever people show up, they're excited and engaged. That's good. It works much better because you've got. It means that you can effectively plan around two nights a month rather than one night a week. Yeah, and like, oh, this month I am now. Uh, also, Chris, I am someone who doesn't have a lot going on in the evenings either. <laughs> but this the a lot of people. It turns out, Chris. I've learned I've learned something recently. I've been talking mm-hmm. to some people. Do you know you can have more than one friend? What? So, like, we're we are each other's best and indeed only friends, largely, but pretty much, yeah. Um, very largely in your case, Ow. but because you're tall. Oh, but um, and so fat. Oh, no, no. you're you're mainly tall is the thing I want. That's what I'm doing. But also fat. Well, no, I don't. I don't care. If, yeah. Point is, you're very tall, and you can have more than one friend. Right. You can have other friends you see and do things with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets even worse. Now, I I know that you are um, divorced.
1: Hmm.
0: Now um but if you're not divorced well i believe the opposite of divorced is married that's the then one. that's the one which i am then you end up with an awful lot of i'm going to say like relationship dandruff like croft <laughs> okay like like that's like like just just like oh wh- like i know this person i'm involved with this person do you want to be involved in this person and so you end up sort of being you, be, you end up being more tangentially related to more stuff Right, yeah, and generally you hold your spouse in higher esteem than that guy who pretends to be an elf once a week. Wow! So, and also, I, don't I think know. I
1: think there's there's a question of priorities.
0: Yeah, I think I think there's a vague negative energy coming off this question. <laughs> it's, it's kind of it's, it's, it's kind of a bad vibe. Maybe we should maybe we should try a different question. Okay, let's try a different question. And we'll just we'll just sort of pop that one over to the side. Fuck I'll it try off a different sideways. question.
1: Sorry. Fuck it off sideways. Preston Penguin asks What is OSR to you? Is it a history lesson on OD&D or is it simple style with implied narrative? Is it old school D&D like AD&D or something else?
0: I don't think it's AD&D.
1: No, not specifically,
0: no. Well, sorry, like old school is old school rather than the old school renaissance or the old school resurgence whatever you want to call it. I've always called it revival myself. I I think that for it to be For it to be part of the OSR movement, it has to bring in something new.
1: Yes, I I see it more as a reinterpreting of the game whilst keeping the feel.
0: Yes. So, technically, Fifth Ed is OSR. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, it's a very big, unwieldy OSR subject. But it's not
1: explicit.
0: Yeah. I would also say that, um, I think, in addition to making games feel like they felt when you were young and happy, which is, I think, the main reason for OSR... Oh, yeah the uh the other thing is a a level of trust in the gm and distrust mm. in the players in the in that like what, what once you hit dungeons and dragons 3.5 like which I'm, I'm i'm classing as like the, the 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 middle ground of dungeons and dragons the
1: the 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 modern era
0: there is no trust in the in the games master everything is perfectly balanced Mm-hmm. To the point where, like, like you can work, it and like, um, like all characters use the same rules to modify things. So the GM is effectively playing with an unlimited budget. But sorry, even then they have a limited budget, and they have all these. You know, they 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 use precisely the same mechanics as characters. Whereas if you look at something like Fourth Ed, which is, which has much more trust put in the um, in the in the GM, the car- the players and the monsters use different rules. Yeah. And in OSR, there's. I think my favourite part of it is you don't need to have rules for everything. No. You don't need to have rules for trading water. You don't need to have rules for every kind of magic spell. Sometimes, like sometimes, they can just do magic spells. And also, not everything's for the players. It's not like there's something quite entitled about three point five and four third to the extent where every encounter should be balanced, and you should have this many encounters per day, and you're ticking up at this level of gold, and this is and this is how many magic items you should have at this point. Like trying to have a level. Of fairness in D anD D is a really entitled thing to have. It's like, well, I want my game of D anD D to be the same as everyone else's. No, you fucking don't. Well, you <laughs> probably do, but certainly not easier you, if it is. Not you, but like the like the the, the 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 average American, yeah, playing wants to wants to get through the dungeon as quick as possible with no fun, <laughs> no talking, please. We're American.
1: Well, I honestly, I don't think it's necessarily no talking, but it is definitely. Combat
0: centric,
1: mm. um, and reward based.
0: Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, OSR is. I, I'm not saying has no talking, and that's 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 three point five. Oh yeah, that's um, terrible for it. Yeah, but um, it's definitely it's definitely combat it's definitely combat centric, but also combat remains a terrible idea.
1: Yes, yeah. It's generally lethal. Mm. Um, and there's a grimness to it. There is a grimness to it, but I think. Mainly like it's a fairly granular rule set mm. that you're dealing with. Um you've got things like uh Torchbearer, where you've got certain inventory slots. Because rewards are so intrinsic, it's important mm. to know where they are so that you can destroy them. Um and mm. how much you can carry so you have to make choices.
0: I view uh Torchbearer as I think like the most the one end of the spectrum on OSR. Mm-hmm. Where where black hack is at is at the other end. Yeah. And black hack is all about, hey, we're just gonna we're just gonna run this game real quick. The like the book's about three pages long, you already know the rules, let's go. <laughs> yeah. And trying to read Torchbearer is like trying to decipher hieroglyphics in like the different levels of it's going to feel the same and better than it did back in the day, but we've had to write all these mechanics around it to make to make it reliable. Yes. And there's all these there's all these mechanics basically enforcing enforcing and informing the role the role of in quotation marks a good games master, but that is fundamentally our job.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, like you you talked about a level of trust, Mm. and like that's kind of carried over into the rules, Mm. because there's there's rules for everything. Yes, there's rules for li- well, not everything, but there's rules for little things that you wouldn't have thought of. Oh, in Torchbearer. Yeah, yeah, and it just doesn't really need them.
0: It's strange, like that. That doesn't necessarily trust the GM in the same way um, as the Black Hack does, which is, I think, I, I, I think it comes down to, it comes down to you don't have to understand everything. Yeah, and there's and like it's part of the joy of OSR is, I think, of recreating that, that feeling of you go and you play Dungeons and & Dragons and you don't really know Dungeons & Dragons all that well and you go and you play with an older guy, an older girl, an older person who knows more of the rules and the setting and through them you're exploring this fascinating world and you're learning more about orcs and goblins and then you learn that you learn that skeletons are weak against bludgeoning damage. Yeah, Learning that was quite a big deal for me because I was like, oh, I get it. And unfortunately, they forgot to put in almost any other rules like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, like you, you hit upon something there that I find super interesting with OSR. Go on. OSR <coughs> is, at the very heart of it, a shared vocabulary. Yes. Um, you know, in an OSR game, if you see a dragon, it's going to mess you up. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a story game, that might just be an NPC you talk to.
0: Yes, but presumably but in OSR, it will. it's going to breathe yeah. fire and kill you. Yes, that's fair. There is there there is a measure of trope. Yes, and if there's
1: working. a long empty corridor, it's going to be trapped, <laughs> or it's going to make you look for ten minutes for traps, but isn't trapped at all.
0: I do dislike that mechanic. I yes, do. but... I really dislike the, the the way that you have to say what you're doing in OSR. You yeah. didn't say the right thing.
1: But if you are playing one of the Power by the Apocalypse games, yeah, there's not a shared vocabulary. There's a shared rule set.
0: I suppose, yes, the, the, it, it doesn't quite have the. Um, it doesn't have the mechanical tropes.
1: Yeah, like people who have played Power by the Apocalypse in different different settings and mm-hmm. different versions separately to each other come together for a con game yeah and they play together
0: they've got a rough idea of what all the moves do because all the moves do something broadly similar but flavored differently at the top
1: yeah but not necessarily the world no whereas in osr again people playing completely separately come together for a con game Mm. if they see a dragon they know it's going to
0: kill them no alarms and no surprises
1: yeah the setting and the tone yeah is the vocabulary yeah and they all emulate the mechanical feeling of AD&D, of that sort of era, differently. Mm.
0: And it's low pressure as well. It's oh, low, for sure. Oh, it's, just, it's, it's fantasy. Cool, okay. Yeah, I'm playing a knight. There's a wizard. This guy likes Jesus.
1: or <laughs> well, fantasy Jesus.
0: Fantasy Jesus. Pelor. That's the one. I had, I had a guy in a game I was in who uh, was playing a, a high elven cleric of, of Pelor. Mm-hmm. And he pronounced it every single time, Pelnor. Oh, there's no N in it. No, there's not. I didn't I didn't really know. I thought it was a joke at first, but then he started like, then he started referring to him as Pellnor out of character.
1: Oh. I and would have just handed him a handy note just to remind him every time.
0: It was look, he wasn't the worst problem in that game. <laughs> that was that was there was a lot of shit going on in that game. Okay. Um so it's time to stop. It is. This has just been a little, a little, a little episode. A little, a little, a little amuse bouche. Yeah, a taster menu. Do you have an interesting anecdote to leave on, Chris? A
1: Spider bit me while I was in Sheffield. Did it? Yeah, my leg hurts.
0: Oh, is it still sore? Yeah. Yeah. I remember looking at your leg. Just just to let you know the, uh, the the glamorous and exciting lives of your of your podcast hosts. <laughs> Spider uh, Chris said, My leg hurts and I and I was like, Alright, let me have a look at it. And so we rolled up his trousers looking at like, a <laughs> like, Is this a bite or a rash? <laughs> like
1: that is the mile a minute lives we lead, people. That
0: was that was one of the more exciting things that happened to us all day. It was. That's great. I'm really I'm really proud it happened and I'm lucky to call myself your friend.
1: Do you have an amusing anecdote to lead to, to leave us on, Grant?
0: Nah Okay Thank you for listening to Hearty Dice Friends episode 81.5 If you enjoyed this you can go to Patreon.com forward slash Hearty Dice Friends Mm -hmm. And give us some money Uh, You can also go to Kickstarter.com forward slash URL Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Strata. Kickstarter.com forward slash products. forward slash gs howard forward slash strata hyphen a hyphen stryphen. You can search Kickstarter for strata. Yeah, do that. It's a lot easier. Um, it's a lot easier. You can look at all of the art. You can give us some of the money, which and means... get things. It's not just yeah. Oh like yeah, and get things. Sure. The void. sure. No, I mean, or oh, you can just throw money into the void. It does come with that option. It does. Yeah. Um, so consider alter. it. You can also you follow us on Twitter at H D F and if you've got an email to send us with a question, then send it over to heartyduesfriends at gmail dot com. We love you, we adore you, we have named a horse after you, and we're riding it through beautiful meadows. Come a along, horse listener! We won't kill. We're not going to kill this horse. It's a nice one. A story, I mean, not a horse. The horse itself is evil,
1: <laughs> as they uh, so persistently are.
0: That horse is bad. Oh, it's yes. done and seen things. some. Sh- oh my god! Yeah, just like like really like racially problematic stuff. Mm. And like like about Latvians. Yeah. Which I didn't I didn't think that they were a, like a much maligned race, the Latvians. Oh, I'm sure they love them, but this horse has like it can't talk, but it's written some very damaging screeds about it in local papers.
1: <laughs> and well, all those Things were better. Those people from Southampton.
0: Things were better back before those people from Southampton moved in. The horse said, written in a uh, lumpy hand in green pen and sent it into the local paper. I mean, it's their fault for printing it as well. I don't like. Don't give these fuckers a platform. No. But anyway, it's a beautiful horse. We've named it after you, and this has gone wrong again. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. That's an ending.
1: We named a racist horse after you. That's what you wanted to give these people?